0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pageant Cast. Tonight, we have Krista Eckes. She's Miss Wisconsin for America's Strong. She is our very special guest tonight on the Pageant Cast. TKPN! Welcome to The Pageant Cast, your home for beauty pageant
1: news and interviews on the Internet. Hi, I'm Valeria Isova, Miss Multiverse 2020, and you are watching The Pageant Cast, the Internet's first podcast about the beauty pageants. Here's your host, Tim Ketchman.
0: Well, thank you very much. This is the Pageant Cast, and I am your host, Tim Cretchman. So pleased that you could join us. We're coming to you from the land of landfills (laughs) here in Muskegon. Lakes and landfills is usually what I say, but today it seems more like landfills. It is such an icky day outside. Hopefully, it's not bad where you are, and we are about to... Give you a great amount of sunshine because we're going to be introducing to you in our green room. Here we go to Kristen Eckes. She's Miss Wisconsin for America Strong. Hello, Kristen. Hello. So nice to have you here tonight. are Are you excited about today's show?
1: Thank you for having me, and I'm so extremely excited about today's show. So.
0: Well, that's good to hear. Always love to have the young ladies of pageantry here on the program. So first of all, let's start with the test that that opening sequence did you memorize everybody's name that was going and pe- no, I'm just kidding I'm just kidding uh, <laughs> and I even told her you're not going to hear any sound it's going to seem really awkward so it, it's always kind of strange for our guests and I appreciate you putting up with us now where are we calling you tonight where are you in the state of Wisconsin
1: um, I am right in central Wisconsin, Wisconsin Rapids.
0: Oh, right in the middle. That's that's dead center, and it, yes. the the only thing I remember about Wisconsin Rapids the last time I went through is my cell phone coverage died, like right <laughs> in the middle of Wisconsin Rapids. I was like, how is this possible? <laughs> just the you right. Just gotta
1: have the right cell phone provider
0: and you're good. <laughs> well, I, and, I, and I did that thing that dumb people do where you hold your, you take your phone and you try waving it above your head like that's going to help. <laughs> like I'm going to catch a radio wave. <laughs> Just like, okay, here, come on, giddy up. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a sad moment to not understanding technology. So how long have you been in Wisconsin Rapids?
1: Um, so I am originally from Vesper, Wisconsin.
0: Vesper, where is that in the state?
1: It's about seven miles north of Wisconsin Rapids.
0: Okay, so still in the center of the state.
1: Yeah, so um, it's part of the Wisconsin Rapids School District. So I actually graduated high school from Wisconsin Rapids.
0: Okay. So
1: this is, I guess, my hometown.
0: Your hometown. Well, fantastic. Fantastic. Glad to see you there. Now, we have some questions that we have to ask you. Otherwise, I get yelled at. And one of the the biggies is, of course, tell us a little bit about your pageant. Now, a pageant is a past pageant experience. So prior to competing for this pageant, what pageants do you have in your background?
1: So I started competing at the age of 17, which is 12 years ago. Um, And when I started competing, I started competing in the Miss America organization. Mm -hmm. And I competed in that organization until I was around the age of aging out of the Miss America organization. I took a couple-year hiatus.
0: My um, least favorite term, aging out. And you (laughs) gave us your age right on the air. That's amazing. I, I think that's one of two times ever on this show where a pageant queen has given out her age. Oh, my goodness. So
1: there's actually a reason (laughs) that I gave out my
0: age. Okay.
1: So I started competing again three years ago when the Mrs. America organization came out with their Miss division. Okay. And I took first runner-up two years in a row.
0: Okay.
1: And when I was debating about coming back this year or not, uh, one of my kind of push was, I'm 29, I'm going to be 30 in November, I'm going to go out of my 20s with a bang. And I was going to compete one more time. And this year competing was going to be my last year, no matter win or lose.
0: And from what I hear, there was some outstanding judging and that that helped uh, quite a (laughs) bit. Fantastic. Well, glad glad that I was there to see you the, the year that you uh sealed the deal. And yes. now I do have to ask you, I'm gonna I'm gonna put up your bottom third again here. Miss Wisconsin for America Strong. A lot of people are gonna ask about that. What what is with that title? It it's a little long.
1: So originally it was Miss Wisconsin for America. Right. And once it got put on sashes and it got put out into the public, um, it was very close to the Miss America. And so to kind of help set us apart, to show that we're a different organization, they added on the For America Strong.
0: So it's a branding thing, and uh, there are a lot of pageants out there. People don't realize There are a lot of different pageant systems. Now, where is this pageant going to be holding its national pageant?
1: Our national pageant is held in Las Vegas, Nevada, at the Westgate Hotel.
0: Viva Las Vegas. Now, have you been to Vegas before?
1: I've never been to Vegas.
0: You've never been to Vegas. Oh, my nope. goodness. Well, the good thing is when you come back from Vegas, you can say nothing about what you did there anyway. So that, that's part of it. That is true. <laughs> uh,
1: so I actually fly home three days before my 30th birthday.
0: Wow. That, it really is an exciting uh, birthday that you got coming up. You're going to be all involved in the, the pageant and uh, – now, I'm trying to remember, I think that particular hotel that, that you're going to be at is not on the Strip itself. I think it's a little bit off the Strip, um, but I, I believe it was a five-diamond resort, if I remember correctly. So it is. It's, it's going to be uh, pretty exciting. And it's diamonds, cool. not stars. It's diamonds.
1: Yes, so the owners of the Westgate Hotel um, are actually the founders of the Mrs. America and Miss for America Strong uh, national platform. So they actually founded Victoria's Voice Foundation, which helps raise awareness about opioid addiction, and they are part of the leading factors of getting Narcan into the hands of first responders and law enforcement and having Narcan readily available. And they work with the legislator and they work with the government um, to kind of help tackle this opioid epidemic that we're in. Um, So they actually host Mrs. America with the international platform.
0: So what is Narcan? I'm I'm not familiar with that term.
1: So I'm just trying to think of like how deep into explaining it I should go. Uh, I'm a (laughs) paramedic, so I could Uh go like the medical aspect of it or the like common terms? Well,
0: now I got the right person. Why don't you tell me everything?
1: Okay, so when you use drugs like fentanyl, Dilaudid, uh, morphine, they are opiates. And in our body, we have opioid receptors. And so when you take a drug that is an opiate, it takes over that opioid receptor. And so every time someone uses that drug, they are always trying to chase that high that they get from having the medication get into those receptor sites because it basically like lights them up and they get excited and they start releasing chemicals into the body. So okay. every time you use an opiate, after your first time, you never get the exact same high that you get from the first time. So every single time, people with opioid addiction continue to use, they always end up using more and more to get the high because they're always chasing that first high that they got because they're never going to have the same first high. So when you administer a Narcan to someone, you can administer it through their nose, which is intranasally, through a muscle, which is intramuscularly, or through an IV, which is intravenously. And what it does is the Narcan is attaches to the opioid receptors in your body and it blocks that... Opioid medication from getting into the receptor site.
0: Okay. So, it's it's a drug though that's injected through the, the different methods, correct? Yep. Okay. Okay. And is that readily available for for folks, or is that something that we need to work at? Is that something where we need to make it more available?
1: So thanks to Victoria's Voice Foundation,
0: um,
1: they have actually worked with legislation and worked with the state and national governments Mm -hmm. to have Narcan readily available. So the Narcan that's readily available uh, at first, it was getting it out into the hands of first responders and EMTs. And then it went to getting it out into law enforcement's hands. So then if law enforcement got on scene first of an opioid Overdose, they could get that Narcan on board to get that person back. And then they worked at getting it out into pharmacies. So a lot of the times when you go to pick up a pain prescription nowadays, they actually give you Narcan with your pain prescription so that if you do overdose, you have it right there with you in your hands so that someone can give it to you.
0: Okay. Well, we're gonna change the subject for a moment here because I believe you have a furry little friend. Is is the nearby?
1: I have to find her.
0: Oh Give no! Give me two seconds. Okay. I know okay. Where she this is this is the moment I've been waiting for, so we could see her leggings. Uh, <laughs> and she is off finding. A very special little friend for our next segment, which is called Show and Tell. So, tell us about your little friend there.
1: So, this is one of my kittens. Um, I have two. This one is Diva.
0: Okay. Dima. And the other
1: one is Bella um, And they look exactly alike <laughs> So I could honestly like pull Bella down And you, people would probably be like That's the exact same cat um, <laughs> you can. I know their differences And once you know them you can tell their differences um, But most people can't So I got these kittens About a year um, A year and a half ago uh, They are a year and a half old They were born in March okay. um, And I got them last July so now they just are my best friends.
0: <laughs> do, do they have different personalities at all? or
1: They do. Um, so Diva is totally the I want to sit on your lap. I want to lay by you. She literally sleeps right by my neck, whichever side she decides to lay on every night. Okay. Um, and Bella likes to be around you. But she doesn't like to cuddle with you. She uh, likes to cuddle with your feet, but that's about it.
0: Well, most most cats are a little more independent. They're not like dogs that jump all over you all the time. They they're a little more independent.
1: Yeah, uh, Bella is. Diva is kind of like a dog sometimes. <laughs> she uh, she'll lick you to give you kisses <laughs> on your nose or on your arm or your hand, um, she will play fetch.
0: <laughs> wow, that is an unusual cat. Yeah, that, she, uh, that is different.
1: she's kind of like a dog. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah, you had actually warned me that one uh, of the cats might jump up and try to take over the show at some point.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Diva does at some point. Bella is sitting up in the cat tree right now, just
0: chilling. Just watching everything. Yeah. That's because they're plotting to take over the world. <laughs> That's what's going on.
1: That's what people say a lot of the time.
0: Yeah. All right, it's that time in the show that everybody is afraid of. Here it comes. This is the box of mystery. Go. Yeah, we're taking one out at random. Are you nervous? I'm excited. Okay. Well, you should be nervous. This is scary. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't want to be asked this question. No, it's not that bad. How did you prepare for the pageant? How did you get ready to compete?
1: So, this year preparing was a lot different for me than okay. the previous two years. Uh, like I said, I competed two years prior and I was first runner up. Um, so, this year getting ready for pageant was more work uh, and more work besides just walking and practicing interview. Um, but it was also finding out a lot more about myself and knowing that this was my last year if I didn't come home with the crown and the title that I was still me and it was learning to love myself more and knowing that I was going to go into pageant and just have the time of my life and I think that that showed a lot more this year than it did previous years
0: and that always comes out when it's from the inside it comes out when it when it's all surface it never comes out that's just how that works. Well, our chat room, I think, wants to talk to you directly. So we're going to go into the chat room. We're going to take some questions from the chat room. Here we go. This first one comes from a mysterious person you've never heard of before. Okay. Rachel asks, what appearances <laughs> so far are your most favorite?
1: Oh, Um, so my most favorite appearances so far have been one of the first appearances I did where I actually was involved with raising over $25,000 for fighting all monsters. Um, and it was a head shaving event and it was a little boy from here in the Wisconsin Rapids area. He was losing his hair from cancer and he... Didn't want to be bald. And so his aunt told him that if he raised $5,000 for fighting all monsters, that he could shave her head. Because she wanted to show it to him that being bald is beautiful.
0: Wow.
1: And I got a hold of it. And one of my friends said for 10000 he could shave his head. My boyfriend said for 15000 he could shave his head, and for 20000 the owners of where we did the event would shave their heads. We ended wow. up raising over $25,000, and seeing the look on his face the day that he got to shave his aunt's head was <laughs> honestly one of the best days ever. The glow on his face was just completely worth
0: it. Wow. That is great. That's a, that's a lot of money too to, to put together. That's fantastic. Yeah. So Heather asks us to tell about your platform because she has absolutely no trust that I would get to that eventually. She is sitting there saying, enough Crutchman, let's get over to the platform. So tell us about your platform.
1: So my platform is Childhood Cancer. Um, And I don't just say it's raising awareness and I don't just say that it's raising money for Childhood Cancer uh, because I group all of it in Childhood Cancer. So um, I am an advocate for childhood cancer. My nephew is fighting acute lymphoblastic leukemia, and he was diagnosed nine days before his second birthday. And I have kind of made it my mission since his diagnosis two and a half years ago to just make people aware of childhood cancer and make people aware that it's not as rare as what we think it is. Um, so in the past two and a half years I've raised over $130,000 with the help of many, many people to go to either families that are fighting childhood cancer, to go to organizations that help with childhood cancer like Fighting Our Monsters um, to go to Alex's Lemonade Stand to just basically help families that are affected with cancer especially um, and I Just make people aware of kind of a little bit of childhood cancer. So, the month of September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. So, I went gold for child for September for childhood cancer awareness. Um, I have just kind of helped educate people that 4% of the money raised for, I'm sorry, 4% of the money raised for all forms of cancer go to childhood cancer. So, four cents of every dollar is given to childhood cancer and childhood cancer is the number one disease killer of our children. So seven kids a day die from childhood cancer and it's just an astronomical number that I just hope to be able to push people to kind of get a little bit more involved in it and maybe we can get some of those numbers down. Um, I didn't know any of this before my nephew was diagnosed. And after my nephew's diagnosis, uh, we went through a a time frame where we actually were in protest with pharmaceuticals companies because there's only five chemotherapies approved for children. Mm -hmm. And the biggest pharmacy that produces the most commonly prescribed chemotherapy for children actually had said that they were going to stop making it. And so we actually had to protest to legislation, and they actually put into legislation that the pharmaceutical company was not allowed to stop making the chemotherapy so that children could still receive it. And my nephew, at the age of two, received the exact same dosage of chemotherapy that my mother did at the age of 50 when she was going through breast cancer.
0: Wow. Wow. Amazing. All right. Our, um, our next question that we have here, it's hard to follow one like that. Uh, Ellen asked the question. Oh, and before I ask this, I'm going to write down what I think you're going to answer. Okay. And here we go. What portion of the competition in Las Vegas are you looking forward to the most?
1: People are going to think I'm crazy when I say this, uh, but I look forward to the interview.
0: Oh, um, <laughs> I can't show that I was right. I'm sure there am says is. interview. Interview right there. That's all she talked about before we started the show. I can't wait for interview. I'm like, really? Seriously? I, and I, She was trying to convince me that she really was. But
1: um, So I know it sounds crazy, but I love the interview portion of pageant. <laughs> Because for that five or six minutes or three minutes or however long it is, I get to sit in front of five people and just talk about myself. And it's not like talking about myself in front of, to my friends or my family or my boyfriend or my sisters or anything like that, because they already know all about me and they don't care. (laughs) Um, But when I sit in front of the judges, I get to talk about myself because they want to learn about me and they want to learn who I am as a person. So I get to tell them all the wonderful aspects, aspects about me.
0: Wow, <laughs> I get to talk about me. That's fantastic.
1: <laughs> it's the best part of the interview.
0: <laughs> all right, we have one from Heather here. Is is next? What sets you apart from all of the other Miss for America strong contestants? Why are you going to be the best national title holder?
1: So I. I'm going to be the best national title holder, and what sets me apart is winning this title just proves my dedication. Um, When I get my mind set on something, or when I do something, I go at it 100%, and I give my all to it, Um, and competing three times to get this title, and working as hard as I possibly can. Um, I had a goal of having three appearances, a um, month um, with winning Miss Wisconsin for America Strong, and I've averaged about five appearances a month since June.
0: Wow, fantastic! And uh, Heather really loved that uh, answer, and then my robot immediately kicked her out of. The- oh no! <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> kicked her out of chat again. I don't know what's going on because. On screen, we can see exactly what she typed heart, heart, heart. And then I watch over here and it says, okay, it timed her out. I'm like, for what? Why would you time her out for that? Hey, you know what? We have a brand new uh, segment we're going to try out here with you. And this I'm is. Guinea pig. Are you ready? You <laughs> are ready. the guinea pig. This is called The Fantastic Favorite Five. Oh, I think we got even, like, some opening music. Let's try that. There we go. The fantastic favorite five. Isn't that exciting? All right. Your new favorite game show. So uh, what we're going to be doing, there are five items. They're on the screen. I just got to do this this way. Uh, I have to do everything backwards, which just drives me crazy. Over here, we're going to have five things I'm going to ask her about her favorite thing. I'm going to put up what type of thing it is. I'm going to read it out loud. And then we're going to start a timer for 30 seconds. She's going to have 30 seconds to try to fill as closely as she can on that favorite item. Are you ready for this, Kristen? I'm ready. Okay. Now... This time of year, it's Halloween, right? So, and people that know me know that my uh, other uh, podcasts are all about horror films. So this one had to be on there. What is your favorite horror movie? Are you ready? Here we go. In three, two, one.
1: I don't have a favorite horror movie. I don't like scary movies. I don't watch them. Um, I did just watch Halloween the other night, so I guess I'll say that's my favorite horror movie, because that's the only one I've ever seen.
0: Okay, that was 17 seconds. Did you see the new one? No. Was it Halloween Kills, or was it the original, or one of the Rob Zombie ones? There's like 30 versions now.
1: Um, the Rob Zombie one, I think it was.
0: Yeah, that one's terrible. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's horrible. Nobody should ever watch it. Terrible, terrible. Oh, come on. (laughs) I watched
1: watched, like the like Killer Doll movie as a kid.
0: Chucky, Chucky, Child's Play. Yeah,
1: it scared me, and so I haven't watched a scary movie since.
0: I actually have a ventriloquist dummy that I use around here to scare people all the time, Um, and I actually. The other podcast I have going right now is called Dead on the Bases. And I have a sports fan friend that he subjects me to sports movies. And I find the most awful horror movies possible and subject them to him. And he comes in here and yells at me quite frequently. All right. Don't worry. I think this next one, you might have a favorite. Your favorite movie genre, like what type of movie do you like? Like horror movies are obviously my favorite. They're sci-fi. They're superheroes. What is your favorite movie genre in three, two, one?
1: My favorite movie genre would be comedy. If I got to pick a favorite TV show genre, it would definitely be like crime serial killer series.
0: Wow! Which, which one?
1: Uh, my favorite crime serial killer series, I really like um, Snapped. Um, I really like Law & Order SVU, Criminal Minds. Um, I watch pretty much all of them.
0: <sighs> I, I point out to people, and people, it's impossible to find this, this series. It was called Unsub, and it was written by Aaron Spelling the guy that uh, did Beverly Hills 90210 yep. and all that. Uh, it was called Unsub, and it was basically Criminal Minds 20 Ooh. years before they made Criminal Minds. And it starred David Soul. I have found a grand sum of one episode of it on a DVD collection that had all sorts of you know short-run um police tv series stuff i mean i chase this thing down every rabbit hole and that's the best i've done there's nothing out there on on youtube it, it's it's really painful but if you ever get the opportunity it's amazing to watch because you can see where all these things that are in all these tv shows now come from now yeah let's see what's Number three. Oh, this one's easy for you. Your favorite TV show. I'm going to make it hard and say you can't use one you already talked about. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) And in three, two...
1: My favorite TV show. I'm going to pick two because it's two different time frames. Boy Meets World. I would love Cory Topanga. And my second one would be New Girl.
0: New Girl with, um, oh, who is the star of that one? She was in Elf. Yes. Um, oh, um, her sister is Bones. Why yes. is her name not coming to my head? Not um, Rachel
1: McAdams, is it?
0: No, it's not Rachel McAdams. What is her name? Zoe
1: Deschanel.
0: Zoe Deschanel. That, that's it. Yes. I, I like that show. It's a lot of fun.
1: It's hilarious.
0: I And the one, oh, geez. Now I'm really getting into names. I can't remember. But the the guy that's kind of like eventually became her boyfriend, uh, oh. he's fantastic. Yes. Yes. He is fantastic. I, I love him in almost everything he's done, except for he made the Tom Cruise mummy movie. And he should have walked away from that like everybody else. But <laughs> nobody saw it. It was terrible. <laughs> but a lot of people paid for it <laughs> to make it. Oh Yeah. yeah a terrible, terrible movie. Okay. I don't even know what number four is. Let's see what happens. Now this one you should know, a favorite ice cream flavor. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? You got 30 seconds, starting now.
1: I'm lactose intolerant.
0: <laughs> okay, now you're just, you're just messing with my show format.
1: When, when That's I did, what's
0: going on.
1: When I did like to eat ice cream, or if I like to make myself miserable for a day, um, it's usually Blue Moon.
0: Blue Moon? Really? When it's
1: about once a year that I maybe have ice cream.
0: Wow. I don't know what I would do if I was lactose intolerant. I, I've, I'm i intolerant of a lot of things. Lactose isn't one of them. All right. <laughs> All right, hopefully number five will be easier for you. Let's see what we got. (laughs) This has been uh, hit and miss. Let's see how we do here. Favorite fictional character. So any character in a novel, in a movie, in a TV show, anybody like that. And it doesn't have to be somebody that you like, but it's your favorite that is the most interesting or most intriguing to you. And you start right now.
1: My favorite fictional character would be in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, uh, the main character. I can't remember what her name is. Um, but she starts dating him, trying to get him to break up with her on 10 days. And so... There's parts of the movie that she is just so funny. Like when she says, "Our love Fern, you let it die. It (laughs) just cracks me up.
0: Fantastic. And that one, you came in pretty close right to the 30 seconds. So that is a good one to end with. Thanks so much for being our guinea pig on the fantastic (laughs) favorite five. (laughs) If you knew how long it took me to create that thing. (laughs) let's go back to the chat room and see i think okay i think everybody took a break again in there uh so we are going to go to my other questions that i have here oh i could always grab this again but you wouldn't like me for that um so is there any are there any websites or any uh any things that you follow to help you in your preparation for a pageant? What are some of the resources that you've started working with?
1: Um as far as wardrobe, um we get our interview dress sponsored. Um our my evening gown I found with Autumn Casting at Autumn's Pageant Closet.
0: Okay. I actually
1: picked that up from the seamstress this past Saturday, so that was exciting. Um, our swimsuit is sponsored, and then for interview, it's working with my, our coach, Crystal. Um, and I clean houses and businesses, um, so when I'm cleaning, I pretty much ask myself any question that i think the judges could possibly ask me and i answer them myself and just kind of do like mock interviews by myself um pretty much on a daily basis
0: (laughs) (laughs) well we have uh an interview question that just came into our chat room from heather who's been doing a good job keeping us fed here with questions What has been the most surprising thing you've learned in your pageant journey? Now, it doesn't necessarily mean since you got crowned. It's anything you learned the entire time that you've been involved in pageants.
1: One of the most surprising things that I've learned in pageantry um, is when I think back to when I first started competing at the age of 17, I don't really think that a lot of females and a lot of women know that they have a voice and that they can make differences. And I think with pageantry, that is one thing that really comes out of all of the women that compete. Um, You learn so much about yourself And you learn that you have a voice and that you can use your voice in a positive way and you can do positive things. And that as women, we can do amazing things. And it's also shown me a network of women that have the same goals and ambitions that I do and not necessarily with childhood cancer, but the same goals and ambitions of making a difference in communities and our state and our country. Um, and so it's given me a network of women that I know that at any point I can turn to for anything.
0: Fantastic. Now, one of your other sister queens has a question for you. Rachel asks, what was the first thing you did after you were crowned? I, I know the answer to this. Not have ice cream.
1: Um, I thought you were talking about the night I got crowned because I was gonna say, honestly, I don't really remember. Um, because that night of pageant, I remember the first, I remember right before getting crowned. Um, but I don't remember anything until Rachel being crowned. Really? Um, so. Right before my name was called, they announced my first runner-up, Zena, And she is one of the most amazing women. She is a beautiful female inside and out. And I just remember being so happy for her for winning. And I thought that they had announced her as the winner. And so I turned around and looked at my sister, Queen Heather. (laughs) upset because I didn't even place and all I remember (laughs) is Heather looking at me and going it's you, you got it, it's you I
0: actually remember that (laughs) I remember that I was watching and I'm like she isn't figuring this out, she isn't putting this together at all
1: (laughs) and so then when they announced me as the winner, I still stood there and I was like, wait they announced Xena and then I was like Oh, I won, and then it finally hit me. Um, And there's actually a picture of me looking out, and I don't know who I am looking out at in the audience, but I'm giving someone a thumbs up. (laughs) And there's another picture of me, like looking up to the sky right before I got crowned. Um, And I don't remember any of it. I remember (laughs) Heather saying, it's you, it's you, and like cheering me on from behind because she knew. Um, And the next thing I remember is Rachel winning Miss Wisconsin American.
0: (laughs) The funny part, I've seen the the picture of you looking up and it always, whenever I see one of those pictures, I'm like, okay, it kind of looks like they're praying or, you know, saying thanks or something like that. But the reality is if you're on one of those stages and you look up, you're blind. You you are completely blind because there's so many lights up there, and it <laughs> just flash. You can't see anything. I um, I, I I can't know, even imagine in
1: that picture. I there like after I had realized that it was me. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was when I was looking up or not. Um, but I do remember, like in my head, just saying. Thank you, God. Like, this finally has happened. The hard work has paid off. It's my year.
0: Now, did you have the fishbowl thing happen to you where for a little while it's almost like you're in a fishbowl and you, everything kind of gets quieter for you? Or did that happen to you at all? or?
1: Um, I didn't. Okay. But I... I can't rem- remember what appearance it was after, um, but it was like a month and a half after being crowned that my boyfriend and I were leaving an appearance. And I looked at him and I said, Oh my gosh. And he goes, What? And I said, I miss Wisconsin for America strong. And he was like, Yeah. He's like, You've been crowned for a month and a half, person. And I was like, But like, I did it. Like, this is, I, I'm finally Miss Wisconsin for America Strong. Like, there, I we'll finally it did it. we'll put up picture. so
0: everybody knows. There you go.
1: <laughs> and it took me probably a month, a month and a half um, for it to finally set in. Yeah. And, like, it finally clicked in my brain that I really did it.
0: I have been told by, because I've, I've interviewed a, a lot of pageant participants, I've been told that the scene from the Hunger Games, the original Hunger Games movie, there's a scene where they're kind of introducing Jennifer Lawrence's character, what is it, Katniss or whatever? They're introducing her on like a TV show. And there's a portion where she walks out and she can't see the audience. The lights are in her eyes and everything sounds muffled to her. And I've had a lot of people tell me that during their crowning moments, it was kind of like that. Like they didn't really perceive everything for a little bit. And then you kind of come out of it. But uh, I i know when I, I've been on stage emceeing and in the line of fire, I have seen that kind of like far off look that... that falls into eyes right when they get named. I always wonder what is it like inside of there when that's happening? Because it seems like a lot of thoughts or no thoughts. It's just like, maybe it's a complete flushing of thought that happens when that occurs.
1: It's honestly one of the most nerve wracking moments. Um, you're standing there with the other contestants and they get, you know, they're revving it up to announce the winner.
0: Right.
1: And then they announce your name. And in my situation, I thought that they had already announced Dana as the winner. And so when they announced my name, I was like, why are they announcing my name? Um, and so I, you definitely, after they announce your name, um, you lose like track of everything else. Um, I, when I knelt down to get the crown on my head, my legs were literally shaking so bad that I had to take an extra like two seconds before standing up because I, I wasn't gonna, I couldn't stand up. Um, and trying to walk for my first walk was so difficult because my legs were so heavy because they were shaking so bad that I didn't even know if I could walk
0: yeah <laughs> I don't think there's a solution to that you just kind of have to ride out the wave right
1: yes and then you know a month and a half later it finally hits you that you did it
0: <laughs> fantastic it well, was it one of the moments that you were in the back of a uh was there, like, an actual moment? Was it the driving away when you said it to your boyfriend? Or was it one particular thing that was said? Or
1: So we were um, actually just leaving a parade. Okay. And every parade that I went in this summer, um, I rode on the back of a tow truck. And I rode on the back of a tow truck because every town that I went to, I knew a child in that town that had Previously battled cancer and they had beat their battle, or they were currently fighting childhood cancer. And I wanted to showcase them. I wanted to let them know that they were the center of attention for the parade. And I wanted everybody in the area to know that you think childhood cancer is rare, but here's a child right near hometown that has cancer. And so Um, it was the parade in my hometown of Vesper that my nephew rode with me and my sister and my brother-in-law and my niece. And it was leaving that, that I just looked at him and I said, Oh my gosh, I miss Wisconsin. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, you've been for like a month and a half now, Kristen. And I was like, no, no, no! But I finally did it. Like I finally, I finally get to make even more of a difference with childhood cancer. Like I finally did it. I miss Wisconsin, and he was like, "Yep." And I was like, "I think it's just reality is setting in." Hey,
0: you can see it. Well, you know, it, I've I've done the whole parade thing. I'm usually the one driving, while somebody <laughs> in the back is waving and getting all the accolades, and it is a weird. It's a weird thing because there's all these people waving at you that you have no idea uh, who any of them are, but they all know who you are because your name is on the side of the thing and, and they're shouting out your name. And that, that's got um, to be a unique type of situation.
1: Um, It definitely is, and even going to appearances, uh, because obviously I wear my sash, but it doesn't have my personal name on it. Um, I've definitely just gotten into the habit of whenever I hear, oh, there's Miss Wisconsin, Miss Wisconsin, I'm like, hi!
0: (laughs) Well, and they always get the title wrong, right? Because they'll say, oh, it's Miss Wisconsin, USA, or it's Miss... You know they—they they never know exactly what it is, and they don't take the time to read the sash. They just pageant queen. Okay, I'm going to yes. say this. Uh, I'm sure you've been called queen a few times, or princess, or yes. uh, have have you been mistaken for any of the Disney princesses yet?
1: Um, I haven't. I <laughs> it's coming. Did, <laughs> I did read at a daycare, um, and one of the little girls at the daycare asked me why. She goes, why are you wearing the crown? And he, and she goes, are you a princess? And he said, yeah, I guess I can be a princess. And he said, but we're all princesses, right? And some little boy in the daycare looks at me and goes, I'm not a princess. And he said, yeah, I guess, you'd be, I guess you would be a prince then, huh? And he looks at me and puts his hand, hands on his hips and he goes, I'm not a prince, I'm a king. <laughs> okay.
0: And and that child's name Gaston. Uh, <laughs> hey, we have one more question from Heather here. Uh, as we wind down, how do you align yourself with the national platform?
1: I align myself with the national platform, being able to experience the differences that Victoria's voice has done um i am a paramedic i've been on, working on the front lines um working 911 and i have given overdose patients narcan um and it is because of victoria's voice that i had narcan readily available so um one of the first times that i gave narcan it was christmas morning at 6:30 in the morning and i started my shift at 6 a.m. And our tones went off at 6.30 for an overdose. And we got on scene and we started CPR and life-saving measures. And as we were giving drugs and starting IVs and giving Narcan because we knew it was an overdose, um, I looked up and saw a little boy about the age of six, roughly, um, standing over us watching us do uh, life-saving measures on his mom. Oh, wow. And that was kind of one of the first times that... I really saw the effects of opiate addiction. And I was really able to kind of see the benefits of having Narcan in the hands of first responders and law enforcement and having it readily available at pharmacies. Um, And it is because of Victoria's Voice Foundation that we might not ever have a day where a little child loses a parent, um, not only on a holiday, but on any day of the year.
0: Okay. We're getting near the end of the um, interview. Is there anything that I miss that you want to make sure that you get out there before we end the interview? Oh,
1: man. Um, I just, for anybody who decides to watch this that isn't in the pageant world, um, the Miss for America Strong, Mrs. American, and Mrs. America concerts will be in November. Um, the 18th 19th and 20th it will be live on facebook um so if you're from wisconsin or you're not from wisconsin uh don't feel like you can't tune in live uh to see all of these women compete and see kind of what makes pageantry so amazing and what makes all of these women
0: amazing people fantastic hey we are at that last moment in the show and this is the moment where I ask to see your best pageant wave. So we're going to get you on the big screen there. And we're going to picture you back on the on the parade route. There are people <laughs> on both sides of the road. Let's see your best pageant wave from the back of that Corvette uh, convertible.
1: You make me more nervous doing this than anything.
0: <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> Okay, that one's called the scrubber that's that's what we scrubber. call that particular one uh, Every
1: once in a while I just get tired so then I just do like the
0: <laughs> yeah the scrubber is a good way to get yourself some carpal tunnel going uh, <laughs> yeah. the flapper which was your other one there that that is uh, better overall I, I think you really need to go see an ergonomic specialist to make sure you get that a hundred percent (laughs) down.
1: I feel like when you have, like when you tell someone, Hey, wave, then it's almost forced that you don't just get that natural, like, Hey, right. Uh, But when you don't, when you just do it naturally, you get that natural, like, this is how I naturally wave that it looks more natural.
0: My, my favorite is, uh, when somebody's on the back of the uh, Corvette and they're doing one of these <laughs> just pointing at people uh, and giving... <laughs> it just kills me. <laughs> I don't know they're... why, it just cracks me up. It's so funny.
1: <laughs> so I was in a parade on the fourth of July in Pittsville and that's like the exact center of the state. Okay. Um and their parade is like three and a half miles long.
0: Okay, that's and that's actually it, fairly long,
1: and it's like four or five rows deep.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: So going through the parade, I obviously had a red, white, and blue dress on, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: there were people that had like hoses and water balloons and the water guns and stuff like that. And my the tow truck would be coming up with uh, Scarlet. On it, and they would like get ready to spray, and then they'd realize that I was on the truck. and It was so hot that day, I think it was like 110 degrees out that day,
0: like every other day this summer. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and so
1: they would pause, and I'd be like, No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm hot, like, I'm on the truck, it's black, the sun is beating on me. Go ahead, <laughs> you can spray <laughs> me with cold water.
0: Oh, that's great. Well, that's a great way to go out. Wanna thank everybody for tuning in tonight and uh wish you all a fantastic evening. As we say, I usually try to get this synced up. Kristen, say it with me, Tierra Dreams. Are you ready? In three, two, one. Tierra Dreams, everybody. Oh.